for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Uh, dun, dun, dun. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, July 16th, 2013. This is episode 90 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday evening, attackoftheandroids.com slash live. Join us. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me this evening, we got Eric Finkenbeiner on the Skype. What's up, Eric? Not much, Matt. I'm just, I'm here to assist. Just here to assist. We also, in the Hangout, we got Nick Carroll. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. Glad to be back. Glad to have you, and also joining us via the magic of LTE in the vehicle, we got Seth. What's up, Seth? Welcome back, man. Hey, guys. My baby is not happy. Okay, well, neither is your audio quality, so we'll see you next week. <laughs> so sad. I uh, know. It Thank happens. You. It's okay, though. So, uh, do we have any... Anything we need to catch up on from last week, or do we just get into it? I feel like we were... Eric. No, I think we... I mean, I'm pretty sure we... Did you get your Ouya? last week off. I, no, I kind of got my Ouya. Kind of? What does that mean? So, I ordered the, like, the brown Kickstarter edition, or whatever, um, and that is not here. But they sent me the regular one in the meantime... So I have something to play. Really? So, yeah. So I mean, that's you know that was cool. It was nice of them. Um, I they still don't respond to emails ever. It seems like, and I still have no idea when I'm going to get the Ouya that I ordered. Um, but at least now I've gotten a chance to play around with. You know, I can compare the dev version, which came out in December, to the one that's I guess on store shelves. Right. So, well, that's cool. Um, yeah, I- and. It- are it's you, nice. Are you experiencing any of the problems uh, that we've been discussing? Um, a little. I mean, there is a little lag, it seems, in the operating system. Um, I noticed it during setup. So, like, when you're, when you're putting in the password to your Wi-Fi or something like that, it seems if it's not lag, then it's, it's just a unique way that the controller works. Like, you, you have to get used to it um, or else you're – you're like accidentally moving past letters and things like that. Uh, a little, maybe a little lag in some of the games. Uh, I think I, I said last week that I was playing Sonic, um, and that I'm I'm not sure if it's lag or if I just haven't played a Sonic game in a long time, so I I wasn't like I guess in in the in the zone when it came to playing Sonic. But this game's a lot harder than I remember it being. <laughs> It is. It is a little, but you know, it, it's. I have to say this. I played the Sonic more, and after you know dying maybe th- uh, you know four or five times, yeah. I started really getting into it again. And it's a fun game, and I like. I love playing it on the TV uh, with you. Yeah, I think it's 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 pretty good. Nice. So it sounds like yeah, you know, they get they get these worked out. This will be a, a cool console for a hundred bucks. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Right? 
For I mean, for a hundred bucks, exactly. Really, I, it's and I'm sure it's going to go on sale at some point, so it'll it'll be worth it even more then. Um, I was just I was uh, messaging uh, Jeremy uh, Jeremy Lesniak, who we had on the show maybe like a month ago, talking about his <laughs> experience with Ouya, uh-huh. and I. I gave him a few suggestions for games that have come out since uh, since he you know reviewed it. Um, so maybe if he gets time from the twenty jobs he does to uh, mess around with it, that he'll right. You know maybe maybe he'll have a different sing a different tune because it's pretty it's pretty cool, especially for the price. Nice. All right. Yeah, I've only played a played one game on it myself. My kids have actually played quite a few games on it, and they've had <laughs> they've had more time to enjoy it than I have, but. Uh, it looks cool so far. I've not been using wireless. I've got it connected directly to my uh, router via Ethernet, and uh, I haven't really noticed that much lag. But I haven't played it that much to to really, you know, try all the games. But uh, I'm still interested in it at least. So that's cool. Well, since, since definitely... we're talking about Ouya, do we want to do we want to talk about the only Ouya story that we have? Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah. So. This is this is just like a testament to, you know, what people will do when they're given something and told like, hey, you should totally hack around with this and play with it. Right. Um, this person did a case mod. Uh, they called it the Hellraiser case mod because <laughs> I guess it, it looks like the little cube in, in the Hellraiser movies. Love that, um, man. My favorite. Love the puzzle box. It's, it's beautiful. Like it's, it's uh, you know, it's gold. It's, it's gold all throughout and. Wow. Um, I guess it it makes like Hellraiser like sounds from the movie. Yeah, no, at that's some point. like that's literally the puzzle box. Here, uh, I'll show you guys if you're watching live. Here, we can do the magic of screen share. Ooh! But even I mean, while you're pulling that up, so like even yeah, before right the person turns it on, like just when he's like turning the box around in his hand, like this is this is amazing. <laughs> And That's I don't cool. know if if he 3D printed it or not, but I have to think that people could do some cool stuff with 3D printers as well. Yeah, no, that's that's way cool, definitely. Uh, it says user is modder420, holla, over at the OuyaBoards.com. Uh, he posted a nice video of his extreme makeover, dubbed Hellraiser. The Ouya chassis has been outfitted with some nice goldish trim to make it stand out. Uh, the modder made sure to leave room for the devices, uh, include ports as well as slits for its ventilation. Uh, what's really cool, they say, is the LED lighting embedded inside. He used an independent source of power for the lighting so you can keep the unit illuminated uh, even when it's shut off. So that's kind of cool. I didn't like the L- like the red LED. Really? I don't know. Like I, I didn't think it looked that good. Like Maybe a different choice would have been better. Maybe you're just not as big of a Hellraiser fan. As you should be. Just, it's well, it's true. I, I don't think I've seen any of the movies you like, are, all the way through. I can't even talk to you right now. You're missing out. Oh, I know. I'm so horrible. I am pain. I don't know. The classic movies, if you like horror. Anyway, uh, other mods made to the Ouya include a touch-sensitive power button, uh, as well as some Hellraiser theme music whenever it's powered on. That's so cool. Uh, that extra bit of uniqueness is pretty insane. So insane, bro. The controller wasn't left alone either, with the modder using golden trim around a majority of it with blood spatter patterns on the back and images from the Hellraiser movie gracing the front. Uh, so, yeah, man, that's that's really cool. That's way cool. We'll, we'll put links to it in the, in the show notes at tagoftheandroids.com. What, Nick? 
I suppose that'll go in the kids' room, right? Next. Right, next to the killer clown from outer space. And the Chucky doll. Got right. It. Seth, any thoughts on the, oh yeah, this uh, mods, anything? Probably no, actually I, I actually have a good time talking for a second. Um, oh, okay. I uh, no, I mean the mods look okay. I, I I'm still. I know Eric said he liked the console, but have you played I'm one yet, Seth? Have you played no, it? No, I, I haven't. I still just can't understand buying games twice. I just don't get that. That is uh, annoying, right? But of course, I, I never. I just can never buy a system until <laughs> they hook into my. Until yeah, they hook into my, I, I agree. But you can. Didn't we talk about you can root this and throw the Play Store on there? In which case, your yeah. games. But you might run into the problem that it says this game is not compatible with your device. So who knows? Yeah, I just don't get that. I mean, I, I, at yeah. that point, I might as well just buy like Xbox. You get Xbox Live or something. Well, I, I don't know. but I don't for know. $100, you're not buying an Xbox for 100 bucks. Yeah, for me, I'm yeah. waiting for like Netflix support and other apps like that to get on there because I'll use that because we use the heck out of Netflix ourselves. Yeah. So. And they'll be there, I'm sure. Like we said, this is still pretty early. In the well, some of the best games though that that have been coming out for it are only on Ouya. Like the the Towerfall game is fantastic. I, I, I um, hate that. I like that makes me mad. It, I don't. I mean, I already hate the split between all the different app stores. I mean, right, I, I, right. I always, that already bothers me. And so another one with the unique games again, I think is bad for Android, and I just don't get it. Well, what about the game services now? Will that will Ouya get a chance to incorporate that into its system, and and use that moving forward? Because that seems like that would solve the problem, right? Uh, tell me what you mean by the game services. Uh, what I'm, I'm they not... what they announced at I/O, the new game services oh, framework. Save games, stuff like that. Right, right. I, I have no idea how that would be able to. If, I mean, I would assume that's tied to the Play Store. Right, but. If they could somehow make that game centric to be able to link onto the Ouya, like that, it seems like a no brainer yeah. that that's what it would be used for, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, just uh, if I could get the Play Store onto my Ouya without hacking it, right? I would right, buy it, right? And then, well, Seth, and I also go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, to your point about like you hate the split ecosystem, I totally get it. But something yeah. like – I'll go back to Towerfall because like, I truly love this game. This is not a game that would have come out for an Android phone or tablet, in, I don't yeah, think, um, without the Ouya. But that's fine, right? You can have it the other way. But if it's on the tablet and I bought it, I need it to be also on the Ouya. But, and I, I get – yeah, that, that I understand. But I saying like the Ouya shouldn't – you know. I, I don't that there shouldn't be things that only work for the Ouya. I don't think makes sense given right, that the right. Ouya is set up like a gaming system. So a game that is like Towerfall four player local multiplayer, like how do you how do you do that easily with a tablet like pairing four controllers and well HDMI that's what I'm saying, Eric. Eric, you don't need to do it on a tablet. It doesn't need to go both ways, but it does need to go. If it's a game from my tablet or phone, it needs to be on the Ouya. But it doesn't necessarily, if it's an Ouya game, I don't maybe necessarily want it on my phone or tablet. Do you see what I'm saying? No, fair enough. But I they can't, it. they shouldn't force you into making that purchase a second time. Well, yeah, I, I, I actually, Eric's point, I, I mean, he makes a great point there. Uh, 
I, Eric, I do. That does make some sense. I, I, it does seem like they're building a whole other app ecosystem. I don't like that point. Right. But you make the point to say that uh, there are games that don't make sense at all on a phone and tablet that make great sense on the Ouya. Yeah. I mean, that's also, a good point. Yeah. Why cut like yourself to... off though, and only restrict? You know, why restrict yourself? You could do. Yeah. Well. Put it this way, it's only ninety-nine dollar box, and if in theory it does True. get other services like Netflix or Hulu or whatever, that stuff you wouldn't necessarily like. You'll have it on your phone, right? You could have access to that. But if the yeah. program is running on the Ouya and it's permanently connected to your TV, so you never have to like put your phone down or try to, yeah. you know, so that's an option. That makes sense to me. If 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 you use Ouya as a gaming system like that, and then also your Netflix streamer, I think that's a great. I mean, that makes sense. To me. Yeah, and while we're uh, while we're talking about Android gaming, uh, Mashable has an article. This is kind of what they call the ultimate guide to Android gaming consoles. Um, they say they start out talking about the uh, the Kickstarter for the Ouya and how it basically ignited this feeding frenzy as competitors rise to fill the market. What's the appeal of the Android console? Mm-hmm. As developers create games more prolifically and cheaply for mobile phones, hardware manufacturers seek to bridge the gap between mobile and living room. Android-powered platforms could turn these mobile titles into games with longer shelf lives, accessible from the comfort of the couch. They could also unlock the eager indie developer community, which is eager to reach more eager players eagerly. Also, eager. eager. (laughs) Android also offers an easy open platform to build upon, as we've seen from the plethora of droid-friendly phones and tablets. While more popular and profitable games are iOS exclusives, are they though, really still? Uh, Apple's walled garden means third parties cannot access its ecosystem. Ultimately, console fragmentation may soon resemble the Android phone and tablet markets, as games must be modified to work with external controllers for every console. Uh, so, we got the ooh yeah... And then they, I'm not going to like go into, they, they talk about the cost, how it started, what it is, you know, stuff like that. Uh, the big titles, they say Super Smash Bros, uh, a game called Towerfall, which is like Super Smash Bros, uh, and Bomb Squad. Have you played Bomb Squad, Eric? Uh, no, I've seen it. I haven't downloaded it yet. Okay. Uh, a chaotic multiplayer title about blowing your friends up. Older games ported to the Ouya include Final Fantasy III and You Don't Know Jack. The store features more than 200 games now, with more coming soon. So, got the Ouya. Uh, they got the Game Stick. We've talked about this before. That uh, It's uh, the Android-based console that connects to your TV's HDMI port with Bluetooth game controller <clears throat> that supports up to four players. Uh, it comes with 802.11n wireless, 8 gig of storage, a gig of RAM, which is expandable to 32 gigs of storage with the SD, and it runs Android 4.2, um, 79.99. And this uses the for the, game the Play Store. Uh, yes, I believe so. Oh, uh, the, ga- the game stick. I'm not sure if it's well. Let me look quick. But I know the Moga does. Uh, what is it called? The Project Mojo does. Mojo, right, know. right. And they don't mention Mojo in, uh, Mojo in this one, but I guess it's not final, but let's see. And then the here, cheese. here's one we haven't talked about yet called the Game Pop. 
Uh, it's an Android-based game console that uses a subscription service rather than charging individuals for downloads. Um, it started as a mobile gaming... As mobile... What? I don't care. Uh, $129 with a $6.99 a month content subscription. Uh, the GamePop Mini is smaller, about the size of a pack of gum, and is totally free with the $6.99 monthly sub. Pay for a year, and it's yours to keep. Hmm. That's an interesting concept. I don't think, I don't think I've heard or read enough about this GamePop. Yeah, yeah me as well. Me neither. Uh, it says you can pre-order from their website, and they are exploring other retail options. Uh, you can check it out at GamePop.tv. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, AttackTheAndroids.com. But yeah, that's kind of cool, and that's odd. We haven't heard much of anything from this one. Hey, Matt. Yes, sir. Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna before we. I'm gonna take off here just one second. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, have you guys talked about the Moto Act at all or not? Uh, a little bit. We were we mostly talked about it on Yats because it, it the announcement came out after uh, the AOTA sure. last week. But my my whole problem with it is they're like, this is a, a phone that is as individual as you are, and you get to design it and control it. It's like, when I hear that, I want to build it like I order a computer from Dell or Tiger Direct, and I say I want 2 gigs of RAM, and I want 64 gigs storage, and I want an Exynos quad-core chip in it, and I want Android 4.2.2. Not, you can pick the color and engrave something on the back. Like, that's, come on. And coming from engineers, like, this is the first phone from Motorola that Google, since they, they, it's theirs, you know? And I expected so much more in that area, especially when they were like, customize everything, which is, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I'm still not 100% sure, because we haven't really heard the whole, you know, we, we haven't heard... The actual press conference yet? Right. I'm not sure what they're mean by the. I, I hope there's more to it than just pick your own color. Like it doesn't said, sound I mean? like it, man. It really doesn't. Well, wait, yeah. did you guys see the article about like plastic is the default material, but wood <laughs> and ceramic yeah. is also an option? Yeah. <clears throat> and then also Jeez. you can what? Take a picture of yourself and send it to them. So when you get your phone, it's like, hello, Matt Lee. And then you talk to it and it's, uh, I don't know, man. I'm kind of disappointed, but. Who knows? Well, I think the Who personalization knows? comes into comes into play when you when you look at that that uh, leaked video from Rogers Wireless uh-huh. um, that we put up on the uh, the community. Um, it sounds like it's it's learning your voice. So the whole point of it always being on and listening is that it wouldn't you know like how people were saying with the Connect like during their press conference how um, they kept issuing commands. And it was shutting people's Xboxes off uh, while they were watching the press conference on their Xbox. So this is learning your voice, so it will only respond to your voice. I think that's where the personalization and customization is coming in. Yeah, I think that and Glass, um, they're trying to basically evolve these technologies where not just anyone can just say, okay, Glass, and then, you know, pull up Fabio or something like that. You know, or, okay, phone, dial, you know, some 1-900 number or whatever, so... So this is going to prevent drive-by phone dialings <laughs> or whatever. Phone bombing. Do you get? Well, more- I think Seth is is right that we haven't. There hasn't been any announcement. There was like this like little secret cabal with 
with Guy Kawasaki last week that right. you know some people are talking a little bit about, but I mean we're we're probably not going to hear more until um, maybe like the first of August, I would guess, if they're launching at the end of August. Well, I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to go right after I say this, Matt, but. Uh, I I think that the thing I think there's two things I saw in that video they showed that were cool. One was I thought it was cool that the phone. Well, there's one good thing and bad thing. I think it's cool the phone is always on. I think that could be useful. I'm a little bit nervous about privacy. And then the other thing I thought that was cool was um, the notifications, right? So how there's no notification lights anymore. It just shows up on the screen. With the on the screen. Yeah. yeah, I thought those were two cool things. I'm excited to see more for the conference. I don't. I don't think I like that though. I don't want the screen to come on while it's in my pocket just because I got a notification. Yeah, that that seems point, stupid. I want the light and I want my screen off. Um, well, supposedly as, the phone can tell if it's in your pocket or not. They've instituted really? that well, that, technology on older on older uh, smartphones. If they so. if they dial that in, then that will be useful. The other thing about the always on, how's that gonna be with your battery life? Like, are you? Yeah. That I don't know, man. Sounds like it's gonna just no, be a suck. I think here, think if they could make it work, both with privacy concerns and battery, I think it's gonna be cool. Yeah. But hey, it, you guys have a good podcast, and I will see you guys hopefully next week. All right, later, Thank Seth. You. Later, guys. Good night. All right. Yeah. yeah one it, thing to t- go ahead, Nick. Well, I was gonna say one thing to touch on that. You know how like the Xbox has a lot of the new Xbox One. You know, uh, has a lot of these concerns regarding. You know, it's always going to be on, or it's always going to be listening. You know, it knows when you're in the living off. room and having an argument with your spouse, and then it <laughs> offers you an ad for marriage counseling and beer, yeah. <laughs> wife beaters in forties. <laughs> yeah, so it's the same. Yeah, it's similar concern with the phone if it can hear you and your wife arguing and spousal abuse. Ditto. So, Maybe yeah. if it hears gunshots, it just automatically calls nine one one. Maybe That's the right. NSA already knows. Looking out for you. That's right. With your best interests in our mind. Ting. <laughs> Eric, comments? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, they say on this article on the LA Times that this is similar to Siri on the iPhone, but unlike Siri, which requires that users hold down the iPhone's menu button to activate, the Moto X's voice assistant requires no physical activation. Some users may find this feature helpful, especially with so many texting and driving accidents happening on the road, because you retards can't frickin' drive. Squirrel! Ah! Ah! How is this like... I'm sorry. So, how is this like Siri? I, I, I get how it's like Siri, but... It's I, more Google's like Google voice commands and stuff in there for a long time. It's Google now that's always on. Instead of having yeah. you tap home drag up to open up google now you just be able to say google which that that's cool if that works well if my phone can be off and i can say google and it engages that would be way cool i'm down with that for sure i i could see you know possibly like let's say your your phone's synced up with your car maybe you're using bluetooth or something like that right you know someone calls you can say okay google pick up the phone or whatever you know that would be an option or answer, or wave your yeah. hand over the camera, or something like that. Waze does that. You can wave your hand over the camera, and it'll let you talk to it for reporting, yeah. road reports and everything. But yeah, uh, definitely cool. Uh, back to the Android gaming consoles um, from Mashable here. We talked about the Game Stick, the Game Pop. Uh, the next one is one called Green Throttle Games. Have either of y'all heard this? 
I've seen a video with the controller maybe a month or two back. It may have been in CES or it may have been after that, but the controller looks actually pretty rock solid. Yeah, to the it X360 looks controller. basically, uh, here I'll screen share. Um, it looks basically like an Xbox controller. It uh, may even be better. Yeah, it here looks you go. really good. So there, there's what it looks like. Um, but yeah, it says it's uh, actually a controller that pairs with your Android phone or tablet but it comes with hardware that hooks to the TV, uh, turning it into the console. Uh, the Green Throttle ecosystem includes its own game store, of course. You'd think they would... I mean, what is their interest in all... Every one of these Android gaming consoles having their own individual game store? Like, are they making extra money somehow? Shouldn't you be making money from your hardware, not your games i i don't know that seems well, that's odd. the that's the idea is that they're they're charging 49.95 so their money making proposition is is not the hardware right so that's it's the why, store that's why can't it be the well, hardware is that just not a business model that makes sense well consoles historically have never been great mm. for profit. that's a good point fact, some some consoles have been sold uh at a deficit, I don't know the best way to call it, but right, right. For, for decades. So, yeah, the, the real way they get their money is through their But that's, that's Nick, that's the old model that, like, Nintendo has the in-house programmers that make their games. It's not like you have the platform and then all of these little indie game uh, developing houses, you know? it's So they're they're trying to use that same model, but... The the way it's done has completely changed, so they're not making the money there. Maybe is that that's the reason for the store then, right? So they can be that that curator, charge the developers, and then charge you. Well, we'll say you do make a good point in that a, a lot of your like ecosystems or app stores outside of actually Google Play don't, or maybe even Amazon's app store don't really seem to be that successful, like Barnes and Noble right, or Samsung. Right. Or Sony or whatever. So, yeah, try to make money on the hardware. That may be the way to go. Yeah, you would think. Uh, well, isn't this... that kind of what Nvidia is doing? Yeah, with the, the shield, right? With the shield, Nvidia Shield here. Yeah, they said they won't sell it at a loss. So, well, oh, no it's kidding. It's like three hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah. And well, look at this. I'm, I didn't realize this part was that they said that the shield can play Android games, but also stream high-end PC titles onto the five-inch screen. What? So I could I could be sitting really? on the couch playing Skyrim on my shield. Yeah. That's huh. pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, if you have a Kevlar-based NVIDIA GPU in your uh, computer, um, you can basically stream that directly to it. It's supposed to be really low latency in some of the videos that I've seen. And you basically get the power of the PC just basically stream to your to your device. So... Oh, but you need this. You need a specific Nvidia video yeah. card that, are, that has a chip. You know, specific in, Nvidia architecture or something. Yeah. Ah, uh, well. They're relatively inexpensive. Well, they're still kind of high end, but it's probably like one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars for the lowest end of the cards that would be able to do this, and up up to the very high levels. So. Well, I think this would be interesting if, like, if a like if the fabled Steam Box comes out. Yeah. If it has that capability, like pairing this with a Steam Box would be a pretty interesting <laughs> combination. Yeah. Yeah, it would be way cool for sure. Uh, and then what? 
Is that it? That was the last one? Yeah, yeah that was the last one they mentioned. That and kind the, of a uh, piss-poor list, Mashable. Sorry. Just... Yeah, they could have had more <laughs> like the, uh, what is it, Project Mojo. That's another one that will actually yeah. have the Google Play yeah. Store on it. So. They did have a couple we didn't hear about, though, so that's cool. But Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, let's see, moving on. Oh, this is interesting. Let's talk about WebRTC. Uh, Chrome for Android, article off of GigaOM here. Uh, the Chrome for Android beta gets WebRTC uh, support, web audio features. Uh, pretty handy. It says Google continues to unify Chrome on the desktop and on mobiles with supported new features in the beta. Uh, the new functionality came out Tuesdays, available for developers to create real time communications apps using the WebRTC API. Um, it says with WebRTC support, video apps won't require a plugin. Uh, Google says, quote, it, uh, it consists of three independent components, Git User Media, which provides access to the user's webcam and microphone, uh, Peer Connection, which sets up calls with the ability to traverse NAT and firewalls, that's your uh, network address translation, um, and data channels, which establishes peer-to-peer data communication between the browsers. Uh, these three features have been enabled in desktop Chrome for a while, and today's release adds support in Chrome for Android. So that wow. is pretty cool because you can do a lot of neat stuff with that, especially if you can run it through. Uh, I just wrote an article about CryptoCat, which is a, a, a browser plugin that gives you super super good security uh, encryption in uh, communication. If you could use the off-the-record, which is the encryption protocol that uh, CryptoCat uses, if you could incorporate that into WebRTC, make an Android app, voila, you have instant encrypted instant messaging. Phone-to-phone, yeah, one thing, app-to-app. One thing I'll mention, one thing I'll mention is uh, it's, it's not just Chrome, Google, that's working on this with Chrome. Right, it's an right. open standard that Mozilla is yep. working on with Firefox. And I saw a video like a, a month or two ago where the two talked for a couple of minutes using WebRTC. So it'll actually do video and audio as well. Yep. I'm not sure about the encryption, but they had mentioned encryption as well. So that, that'd be cool. Yeah, so basically now it's up to developers, says, to uh, take advantage of the new features and APIs to build more capable Chrome apps. Uh, regardless, Google continues to mature Chrome on both the desktop and mobile devices, tying them together with a common set of services. So, it's good stuff. I like it. Did you see? Did you see the article that uh, <clears throat> there was a programming problem in CryptoCat uh, up until recently? Uh, I did that in made the it really group. Easy? In the group messaging. Ah, okay. not not on one to one, but yes, and it was patched immediately. So, so do we want to tell people what that was? Um, yeah, I don't have it in front of me. Hold on. You want to? I think it was just a flaw that made it easy for somebody to decrypt. What did stuff, you? Right? What did you understand? Tell tell us while I'm pulling this up. My understanding was that it that there was a flaw that made it. They say trivial, so I guess it's easy, you know, if you sort of knew what you're doing with, uh, okay, with programming and stuff to decipher group chats. So you're right, maybe not individual chats. No, but group it, chats it was. So uh, from the CryptoCat dev blog says a few weeks ago, a volunteer named Steve Thomas pointed out a vulnerability in the way key pairs were generated for CryptoCat's group chat. The vulnerability was quickly resolved and an update was pushed. 
Uh, the vulnerability was so that any conversations had over CryptoCat's group chat function between versions 2.0 and 2.0.42 uh, were easier to crack via brute force. The period between 2.0 and 2.0.42 covered approximately seven months. Uh, group conversations that were had during those seven months were likely vulnerable to being significantly easier to crack. Once Steve reported the vulnerability, it was fixed immediately and the update was pushed. We thanked Steve and added his name to our CryptoCat bug hunt page wall of fame. Um, so yeah, then they just kind of go on to talk about how the keys are generated and compatibility issues and SSL keys and all that. Um, yeah, so. Okay. What was the point? <laughs> you just brought up CryptoCat and I was oh, thinking, yeah, oh, I yeah. heard something about that and, right you know, on. lately. Yep. Check it That's out. What it was. Techpage1.com. I wrote a little article about it. But anyway, uh, what did that have to do with what we were talking about? WebRTC. <laughs> WebRTC. Because you can, and it's all through yeah. the browser. Right. So as a dev, do you, like, could you, can you make something with this for us, Eric? <laughs> uh, yeah, when I have, when I have. When you have time to unmute your mic, you jerk off. All right. Uh, let's see. PC Mag has an article. I always like these. Test your security IQ. Do you know your Android mobile threats? Nick, do you know your Android mobile threats? Probably not as well as I should, but I think the first <laughs> question on it, it looks pretty uh, pretty. I fun. don't know my threats, but I sure know the exploits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some this people. Is the dumbest quiz ever. Right. Quiz boy. Uh, some, Russian apps. some people would have you believe that simply turning on your Android cell phone puts you at risk, while others think that mobile security is just a cash grab run by a cabal of security companies. The truth is somewhere in the middle. Mobile security software can help you stay safe, but not so, not so can knowing uh, what the dangers face the Android user. Do you have the mobile security know-how to pass our quiz? What do you think? Where's the quiz? I'm pretty sure everybody has the mobile security know-how to pass that quiz. <laughs> While Android horrible. users enjoy more freedoms with their phones than Apple allows, that does leave them vulnerable to malicious software and a host of other threats. Which I would make the counter-argument that that may be true in the immediate but it's open source, which means the second those threats are found, somebody's fixing them. With Apple, what do you you just pull the app? Apple just pulls the app, and you're done, and that's it. Well, and these so, aren't. I mean, the like these, some of the examples that I've seen. Um, like I'm looking at one right now. It says like Shelly lives her life through her cell phone, yeah. getting hundreds of texts, Twitter at replies, and Facebook messages because she has to check her phone so often. She doesn't lock it with a passcode. That would just slow her down. Shelly is totally safe, right? I mean, come on. What does that have to do with the openness of a platform or anything like that? Yeah. It has yeah, to do with how smart your users are and like how much common that, sense like they you have. Lose your phone, yeah. yeah, or here. Roger wanted to play the newest Furious Fowls game on his Android phone, but he didn't feel like shelling out a whole 99 cents for the experience. Instead, he searched on Google for a free version and found one Hosted on a Russian website. What, dun, dun, dun. Sh what should Roger do? Brrr? 
A, download and install the Russian app. What could possibly go wrong? Option B, stick to the Google Play Store and pay for the app. Or option C, keep looking. There's probably a free version on a less sketchy website. How about option D, don't be such a cheap dick and buy the app for a buck. Like, are you kidding me? This is 99 cents, bruh. <laughs> this is like, uh, I don't know, nothing against PC Mag. No, I know. This is it's, the dumbest security I, yeah, quiz I, ever. I, I this is like the stuff that, I, know. I don't know, this, this seems like a, like the workplace training that you would get. Yeah, it's the you know, video. Working at- this, is, this is the video you have to watch before you can wash dishes at Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Now, Billy, don't put that knife in the water. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> right? It's totally it, dude. I'm sorry. I just thought that would be kind of uh, amusing. So, uh, We were yeah, talking I mean, it- uh, about the Moto X earlier. Did you see the $500 million budget Google has allotted for marketing? That's the That's rumor. Phone. Didn't we talk about this last week, or was that on Yats, Nick? I think that was on Yats. Okay, so what we should... Kind of real quick, discuss it. Um, for five hundred million, like, could you? <laughs> I I feel like if you gave me half of that, I could come up with the most brilliant marketing scheme ever. You know, this isn't rocket science here. You just outsource. Well, I think this uh, is a team, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And pocket the other two hundred fifty mil. I'm going to Amsterdam to live. Peace out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. Well, Eric. I feel like this, you know, this is probably their worldwide uh, marketing budget. So well, I guess that makes yeah. sense because there's, it's a big world out there, folks. It's a big um, world. But you know, the realistically, they thing I spend like 100 million on that, make a 400 million dollar profit, right? Realistically, I, I that's. that's <laughs> I'm not very good at math, but uh, you you're know. a genius. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that they were saying in this article that. Um, their sources, the Wall Street Journal sources, were suggesting that the price would be like a typical handset. Right. So six hundred off contract, two hundred on contract. Nah. Um, nah. But there was there were talks. Uh, there were other sources. I think it was like through Android and Me or something that were saying that um, they thought it would be more of the Nexus Four price model. At so two, I would two hundred. 300? Yeah, 200, 250. So they're, um, they, they're thinking subsidized price on a non-subsidized. Because that's, that's usually the yeah. subsidized price point we're used to paying with a two-year contract. Exactly. And I, I remember when the, remember when the, uh, was the Thunderbolt came out and they were trying to push like the 299 subsidized price and that, no, but that I, didn't really work out? I remember that with the Genex. They, I was worried that that was going to happen, but luckily... Or no, I think it actually did happen. I think I did pay three for mine because I got it the day it came out. Like a jerk. <laughs> huh. I th- I think that bad. that I would be okay with it, that so. price. I had to have it. Moto X. I was done with this Droid X. I was like, please. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Eric. So that that I thought. I mean, five hundred million. Who cares? Whatever. Right? How often do we really know the uh, the marketing budgets of this stuff anyway? But well, yeah, the yeah. price point that is the. That's the key in my mind. That's what's going to really, you know, turn it from being just another blip on the radar to uh, a success like the Nexus 4 was. Right, right. And uh, 
you want to talk about the new Nexus 7, the Nexus 7 II, uh, specs a little underwhelming, you think? This is off of Android I community. So. What do you think, Eric? I would. Uh, Are you so bummed? I'm pulling it back up right now. I am a little bummed. I mean, 2 megs RAM, that's cool. Gigs? Um, uh, yeah, like 2 megs RAM, that's that like, would be underwhelming. Cool. 2 megabytes uh, of RAM? Sick, yo. <laughs> no, it's got risk architecture. Um <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I mean the Snapdragon 600. Uh, like somebody made the comment that you know there is the Snapdragon 800, which has a much better GPU, mm. um, a front VGA camera. Mm. Uh, yeah. I would I would have hoped for like maybe like two megapixel for the um, front. Yeah, right. At least for web chat for web I mean, What are we doing? <laughs> VGA? Come on. What's VGA? Yeah. Um, Seriously. What are we doing with the rear camera? You know, it's five megapixels. Why don't you just make that one front five megapixel camera get get it over with? Right. Uh, and um, the this, other thing that I I really picked up on was they're saying that it's going to be Wi-Fi and then an LTE model. But right. I don't know. Like, LTE is not as widespread as you might think. Is this and talking Verizon LTE or, like, CDM, it's just saying, CDMA LTE or is this GSM? Because <laughs> there's two, right? There's, there's the HSPA Plus, there's GSM. LTE, and then there's Verizon, which is a CDMA LTE, correct? Yes. God, that's confusing. Is, I was th- well, Why is it CDMA so confusing, and GSM are the, are the phone pieces. I was thinking that LTE was its own separate standard, but that people implemented it at different, um, uh, at different uh, like, wavelengths, like megahertz. You might be right. I honestly don't know. Yeah, I'm just making up shit. From what I understand, isn't LTE, but like AT&T, they, they brand that their 4G... But it, I don't think it's technically LTE. I, I mean, I'm, this is outside of my area of expertise, but that's sure. what I recall. Well, that's like 3G, 4G. There was the advertising definitions, and then there was the actual technical standard definitions as far as speeds and throughput and everything, you know. But yeah, HSPA like Plus is basically 3G, correct? So they, even if they wanted to do 3G, like there's no 3G SIM card capability, it seems like. It's fast 3G, I would say. But yeah. So it's that's kind of disappointing because I would have liked to have a 3G one. So that way when, when I go around, like most places don't have LTE or it's not the same standard LTE, but most places have 3G. Then again, most though, yeah. if, if you have a phone, are you worried about your tablet having built-in radios when you could just tether? Yeah, it, it depends. It depends on if you're on, like if you're, if your job takes you, like if you're a truck driver or right. something like that or... You know, you may not always have um, coverage uh, with, you know, with your phone. Um, and sometimes but, maybe you just want to pop a separate SIM card in there and, but and listen, only dude, have, like, a little plan on it. Dude, if you don't have coverage with your phone, why are you going to have coverage with your little LTE well, I guess I'm, plug-in? I'm, thinking more, I'm thinking more like international, so right. it, it oh, is okay. different if you're continental U.S. Eric Finkenbeiner, international man of mystery over here. Okay. It may That's also be right. different if you have like two, like let's say you're at a low, if you have one low speed line or two low speed lines, you know, then you have, you know, your tablet using all of its, you know, <laughs> uh, bandwidth for what it can use. Also, you're not tying down the battery, you know, of That's the, true. Uh, right. from the smartphone. So. Yeah. And actually, I'll give you another use case. If my Nexus 10 had built in 3G LTE, K-Dog could play Ingress with her own account 
except that we can't because I have to either tether it and then I can only use the one and it's yeah. But all right, um, Eric, does this make you wanna just get the old school Nexus Seven because the specs uh. aren't that much uh, more improved? Uh, we'll see. Maybe if if this is underwhelming, these are still um, rumors. I may though, just get right. Are these? Yeah. It's all rumor. Okay. Damn. So, damn when it comes out, mill. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. A lot of people have been pretty certain that this is likely what the ne- the new Nexus Seven is going to be like. You know, nineteen twenty by twelve hundred, mid to high range. You know, uh, CPU. I mean, the the speed may just be one point seven instead of one point nine, but it, it seems completely feasible, at least from what I've seen from this report. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. If it's not if it's not that good, then I'm sure the 32 gigabyte version of the original Nexus Seven are going to be really cheap because they're already yeah. down to like almost 150. Yeah. Damn. I know, right? Sue. What should we talk about next? Anything interesting, Eric? You pick something. I feel like you always okay. we always skip your. Let's see here. What is interesting? Um, how about? Uh, remember when we first started the show, um, there was the lawsuit of Apple against Amazon yep. for App Store. Yep. Well, almost two years later, now that you know Apple has, you know, effectively dropped the lawsuit against Amazon, so we can all go around and start calling things that have apps in them for sale <laughs> app stores. Thank you, Apple. You're so generous. Oh. <laughs> you know, while I'm not surprised that it ended, I'm surprised that Apple actually backed down. Suing. Yeah, they said, you know what? I think we'll go back to suing Samsung. But right? think about it, Nick. Wasn't that Steve Jobs' Apple as opposed to? That's a good point. Um, I just blanked. What's his name? The, uh, the new guy. Yeah. <laughs> Christ, I'm sorry. He's not important in another you know, year Tim or two. Cook. He'll be out. So. Tim Cook. Thank you. God, that was yeah. embarrassing. Good thing I don't do an Apple <laughs> show. <laughs> but All we right. should. Whoa! Actually, we might with uh, Patrick Jordan from iPad Insight. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be the host. Um, hopefully not me. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll produce. It's fine. All right. Uh, let's see. What is this Samsung Galaxy folder? Is this anything oh, we yes. want to talk about? This this okay. I I made a mistake. The App Store thing was an okay article, but this, this. is the phone <laughs> of the moment. Is that Bruce Lee? No, <laughs> not Bruce Lee. That's Jackie Chan. That's Jackie Chan. Okay, sorry. That was not it's, me being racist. I sorry. Got this is confused. the return of the flip phone. What? I know. What? Throw you those razors my... away. Wow, dude. <laughs> the folder, which is quite possibly the worst name ever. What? <laughs> it's coming it's coming to a Korea near you. Can I get uh, mine in Manila? Manila 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 Alright. Um why so it, it's saying Samsung? that it'll have a dual why? core. Why? Can I ask why? I like flip phones. I looked at this and said, ah, <laughs> oh, damn, that makes me miss my flip phone. Right, better than the slider, right? Flip was It is better than the slider. I agree. Slider was horrible. Slider um, was poop. It's it's it sounds like it's gonna be low end specs. You uh, think? It will have a dual core processor. That's it high. will have LTE support. 
Um, and I can't tell. I was trying to. I I was going through each of the source articles, most of them in Korean. Mm-hmm. Um, Google Translate's awesome, by the way. <laughs> right. uh, I was trying to figure out: does it have dual screens? Because it looks like it has dual screens. No, wouldn't the bottom? Oh, on the front and back. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, if it did, that's pretty neat. Yeah. I don't know. This is this is this is cool. I like um, the 800 by 480 display. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. So we've gone from we've gone from Nexus Seven right. with 1080p uh, to a 800 by 480 display, but it's running Jelly Bean 4.2.2, and that, that has to that has what's to count for something, right? That's that's important, especially so on I, your flip folder phone. No idea if the Manila is coming to America, but. <laughs> It's certainly. <laughs> it looks like it's headed to China and Korea, from what from what I can tell from the article. That's yeah, the amazing. Thing that's surprising to me that it's running Android. I mean, some of these other phones, like from Nokia, they're running like Symbian or. I could see it running the Firefox OS, right? Yeah, that's true. And I like. Oh. I'm just looking just for a random comparison. The Nexus 10 and it's 299 PPI compared to that low. <laughs> like that's just oh man. It hurt my eyes. Can we all just agree that Samsung has beaten the Galaxy brand to death? Dead horse. I will agree yes. with you on that. Just Everything bury is it. Galaxy. Can you bury it? And then, like, let's do something else. <laughs> oh, man. It's maybe, horrible. Maybe the folder is what they've been looking for. This is going to be, like, the BlackBerry savior. What You know, like, this is going to save Samsung right here. This reminds me of, like... Like when we used to get phones, like called the Rant. Yeah, like they've they've literally the run out of names. What the, is it? The it Rhyme. Folds. The Jazz. Oh my God, Jimmy, you're a genius. Yeah, give that man a raise. <sighs> so horrible. All right. And then okay, there was something else I wanted to real quick do before we do app picks. Audible revamp. Nope. Maybe that was it. Oh, SE Linux integrated with CyanogenMod. Do you want to talk about this real quick? It's kind of interesting. If you're into CM, this yeah. is a dev preview. Have you messed yet? I've not. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know if this is. Is this a dev preview or was it just a dev previewing it? Uh, SE Linux is short for Security Enhanced Linux and works on the premise of mandatory access controls in order to manage administrator previews rather than the root permissions that some of you may be familiar with. Uh, SE Linux is a set of kernel mods which can be added to a Linux distribution such as Android which will improve security, right? Uh, This aims to separate enforcement of security decisions from the security policy itself, confining programs and other processes to the minimum amount of privilege they require to do their jobs, thereby preventing any security bypasses and limiting the potential damage caused by a rogue program. So, your app that is a game but wants access to your contacts and your phone status, you know, like just over uh, above and beyond any kind of permissions you should think of giving to it. Uh, This sounds like for now a good way to prevent that. I also, if you couple this with um, 
what what was that called, Eric? That where it'll send fake data to the apps, the the new privacy oh, guard. Privacy that, mode. The CM, privacy yeah, yeah. Mode. So you take this, add it to that. You start to get a pretty decent security policy, I think. Uh, it says, I agree. This is interesting. It says SE Linux was originally created by the NSA as an example of how mandatory access controls could work with Linux and was released to the open source community back at the end of 2000. Since then, it's been implemented into various Linux distributions in an effort to improve system security. Um, I just throw this out there. I don't want any NSA backdoors in my Linux kernel, okay? So I don't... I know it's open source, okay. and the community has probably got their hands all over it, but I don't know, man. That kind of sounds shady. What do you think, Nick? No, I think it's pretty secure. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> Eric, what do you think? Can you comment on this? I'll just say I think that the community you know, has been pouring over this for over 10 years. True. If there was something weird going on, that they would have found it. You think, though? NSA can be I pretty sneaky. So, yeah. I'm very, very sneaky. Yeah, I've made your, I've made your integer a backdoor. I, I, <laughs> I flipped your binary, and now your integer is a backdoor, and I'm All your zeros are ones. Walls. All your zeros are belong to us. And your ones. So... No. All right, well, that's cool. SC Linux Privacy Guard, stuff like that. Getting more secure devices, definitely a plus. Uh, let's do some app picks and get out of here. I'm freaking beat. Uh, Nick, <laughs> give us an app pick. Okay. Uh, the one, uh, basically, I downloaded a program in the last few days called uh, Juice Defender. Nice. It's by, it's by a little company called LetterDroid. It's one of these um, battery-saving utilities that are out there, and it's pretty darn popular. It's got over 7 million downloads, so... Likely this is not new to a lot of the AOTA uh, listeners or viewers, but uh, it's actually worked very well for me. Uh, I tend to get about uh, 12 hours of light use on this Atrix uh, smartphone, and uh, yesterday I was able to get over 19 before it really uh, started to, it almost powered down. But uh, after probably about three or four days of it learning about my usage habits uh it's uh it's tuned itself pretty well um it does things like shut down your uh, cellular connection uh your wireless connection or bluetooth um you can also uh, schedule when it'll do that and it's real good about uh adjusting the brightness on your screen as well and uh it'll even regulate your cpu speed when like when the screen goes blank and it's idle for a few minutes it'll regulate it and, and doesn't even require a to do anything like that so nice um, I like it, and uh, I'm going to continue to use it, um, and I recommend it. It's free. Uh, there are two other versions that are paid that have a little bit more features, uh, one called uh, Juice Defender Plus for about $2, $1.99 on the Google Play Store. The other one is called Juice Defender Ultimate, and it's like uh, $4.99. Yeah, $4.99, and uh, it's like everything. But uh, I like the free version, and that's what I use, and that's what I recommend, at least to try out. And if you want some of the other functionality, you can go to the Google Play Store and look at the other two versions. Try that out. Good deal. Juice Defender. All right. Uh, Eric, give us an app pick. Well, Matt, my app pick today is Dear Reader. 
And uh, Deer Reader is an RSS feed reader um, because there are not enough of those in the Google Play Store. I hear you. This one, this one uh, hooks into it can hook into Feedly. Does um, it hook into Google Reader? Yeah, yes, it, it actually <laughs> does. It's great. Nice. Um, so I'm sure you're going to be getting a lot of articles from the Google Reader plugin. <laughs> uh, I found this actually through the uh, through Google Plus because um, there are a lot of like Nexus communities and things like that yeah, where people like yeah. to post their home screens. Yep. And this pro, uh, this RSS reader has like some really cool features where you get to mess with like the transparency of a widget and things like that. Um, so it's uh, it's a dollar twenty nine. It's it's a decent Feedly reader um, if you're one of those people that likes to like pimp out your home screen and make it look all cool. Um, this might be an option for adding an RSS feed widget to your uh, to your homepage, home screen, if you will. Nice. I used to have Zombie Gur, but now I just have the CM dude. Which one, Zombie Gur? Is that the is that the live wallpaper where no like, no you tap and kill zombies? No, not at all. <laughs> it was a uh, Gur from Invader Zim, but in a zombie thing. I don't know. I've had oh, that as my it. home screen wallpaper for the last, like, three years. So I'm going with the blue CM guy. I like it. He's cool. And my tweet caster. The one caster, that looks like Iron Man? My tweet caster widget, my watchdog. and Yep, pretty simple. Pretty mm. simple indeed. So, All right, uh, my app pick. It's a stupid game, but it was actually kind of fun. I don't know. I need to, to play it a little more. But it's called Sniper Shooter. I'll share the screen here just real quick so you can see what the Play Store thing looks like for it. This is the game, Sniper Shooter Free, fun game, um, and yeah, it is. And you move by moving the tablet. I, I was playing on the tablet, so you would move... Um, where am I? Okay, so you'd move side to side like that, and it'll pan your target, and then you tap for a headshot... And you're just killing stickmen, which is awesome. So it, it's actually pretty funny. This looks I've, I've funny. Seen, I've, Have you I've played it before? before? I've not played it, but I've seen videos of okay, it. Okay, well, you, awesome. you both better freaking play it. So <laughs> there we go. It's called Sniper Shooter Free. Links to all of our app picks every week in the show notes at attackoftheandroids.com. Eric, what's the email address? Well, thank you, Matthew. Our email address is show at attackoftheandroids.com. Well, thanks, Eric. <laughs> I, I have nothing. Leave us a message <laughs> at 406-204-4687. Subscribe in iTunes. Give us a review. We appreciate it. Leave us a comment. Interact with the Google Plus community. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Validate us in life. Date us. Da- I don't know. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Attackoftheandroids.com. Peace out. Later. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.